Welcome to the Intuitive Eating and Body Positivity Podcast. I'm Terry and I'll be talking about all things intuitive eating, body positivity and health at every size, and shaking off weight stigma, diet culture and food rules so that we can all have a better relationship with food and our bodies. Hiya! How are you doing? Are you good? Have you had a good week? I've actually had a really good week this week. Oh, it's been full of fun stuff. Do you follow me on Instagram? Did you see? I went to a secret cinema's Greece experience at the weekend. So much fun. So much fun. You get there, you go in through the gates, which are like the gates to Rydal High. Now, I'm assuming you've seen the film, okay? So I'm going to talk to you like you have seen the film. You go in through the gates and it's like you're in the school grounds. So, you know, at the end of the film where they have the fun fair, they have the big wheel, um, they have the other fairground rides, they have loads of stuff going on. Um, it was like that, complete with big wheel and fairground rides and things. And then in there, there were all the characters from Greece. And it was like you were in the school with them. So I got told off. <laughs> I got told off by the headmistress. She says, Miss, Miss, excuse me, Miss. <laughs> and I looked at her like, yes. <laughs> and she says, because hang on, let me set the scene. At this point, it's very hot. It's outdoors. And I've got a strappy top on and I've got my cardigan in my hands. And she says, skin on show is a big... <laughs> At which point my sister and I looked at her and went, no. <laughs> and she was like, correct, cover up, dear. <laughs> so that told me, didn't it? I got told off by the headmistress. Um, all the main characters were there. There was obviously Patty doing cheerleader tryouts. Um, they did, they did all the big scenes from the film. So they did the, you know, the dance contest in the, sports hall in the gym. They did that. So, oh, got to see the hand jive live. Oh, that was my favorite bit of the film. I, that's the bit I wanted to see the most. Um, yeah, all the key scenes, all the big scenes from the movie were all acted out and you got guided around um, without even realizing it. It was very, very clever. So that was awesome. And then at the end, we got a screening. So we all got to sit out on the sports field, which wasn't real grass, but it was, they turned the car park to this arena into this Greece school setup. It was mad. Anyway, we all sat around on the fake grass and watched this massive open air screening of Greece. But the clever thing was that underneath the actual big live screen were the cast acting out the film. It was so clever. They had all the movements spot on. They had, oh, the detail was insane. It was so, so, so good. That was excellent. I was, uh, I was blown away by it. It was so, so good. If you've got a chance to go and do something like that, then go and do it because it's brilliant. Um, totally body image free kind of event with the exception of the fairground rides. So at one point we were going to go on, um, 
how do I describe this? So it's like a carousel, but with chairs. So, you know, you sit in them and then as it gets faster, the chairs kind of come out. Um, so you're sat in these chairs hanging on chains, <laughs> effectively. Oh, I'm not painting a very good picture of this, am I? And that was the only point where I was going to go on there. And then I looked at the seats and I was like, that's, those are very small seats. I'm not going to fit on those seats. So we decided not to try, which is fine. My sister was like, well, <laughs> don't want to go on the stupid ride anyway. <laughs> uh, so that was disappointing, but not embarrassing. You know, these things don't have to be embarrassing. It is a fact of life. I was not going to fit on that ride. Uh, it's just a shame. I think things like that are a shame, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's an old fairground ride. The seats are what they are. Um, it's just one of those things. Some things in life you just can't do anything about. And I don't even think that that's a responsibility on the part of the creators of that ride or anything like that. It's just a fact. I wasn't going on that ride. That's okay. Um, yeah, and it was good. The whole thing was great. It was such good fun. So for once, I did something interesting with my weekend that wasn't pool related. So that was cool. Um, what else? What else? I think that might be the key thing for this week. Yeah, I think that's all I've got for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So this episode, I was trying to think, what shall I talk about this week? What shall I talk about? And then it dawned on me. I've never, <laughs> I've never actually explained what intuitive eating is, have I? I've explained to you lots of things like how to be an intuitive eater, how to be more body positive, how to do this, that and the other, how to incorporate it into your life. I don't think I've ever explained to you what intuitive eating actually is. So that's what we're doing this episode. I'm going to talk you through actually what the intuitive eating, hmm, I don't want to say program, it's not a program, uh, what the principles are. So I'm going to talk you through that and then maybe you'll have a better idea of how it works. So obviously it's on my website, it's on my social media posts, people have spoken to me in real life, um, but you also might not have heard of it before or you might have just heard about the the name intuitive eating and you think, well, that sounds okay. I kind of grasp the idea, but I'm not really sure. Um, but maybe once you've heard this, you'll realize that I don't necessarily always use the name that regularly, but you will understand what the principles mean because I weave it into everything else I talk about. Does that make sense? And that's the way I think it should be. It shouldn't be that you think this is intuitive eating. It should just be woven into everyday thinking, um, everyday living. It's supposed to be a very natural thing and something that just happens. So you can enjoy other things in life without worrying about food. So let me explain what it is. In a nutshell, intuitive eating is a non-diet approach to eating and your relationship with food. It is about finding a way to ditch all the diet beliefs that you've gathered over the years uh, from all those diets you've tried and finding this way to eat more freely. And it's about getting rid of all those self-critical thoughts and finding a way to love yourself as you are and not having to wait until you've lost weight. 
It's knowing that your weight doesn't really matter. And it sounds great and impossible all at the same time, right? I know, I totally understand, but I promise you it's doable because I am living proof amongst many other people in the world. Now, the easiest way for me to explain this is to make you imagine a baby or a young child, right? A baby is born generally knowing what it wants and when it wants it. So it knows when it's hungry. It knows when it's had enough milk. Um, it will cry for you to feed it and it will push the bottle away or it will start spitting the milk out or whatever when it's had enough. You recognize that? Even if you've not had children, you'll know that that's kind of how it works, right? Then toddlers, they're very, very much more obvious in the way that they eat and whether they want to eat it or not. So you will see toddlers get grumpy, they cry, they want food, they tell you they're hungry. And some days they will sit and they will eat all the food you put in front of them. And other days they will not. One of my children went for weeks and weeks only eating Weetabix. And the midwife, and uh, not a midwife, the health visitor assured me that that was absolutely fine. Don't panic. It will be a phase. They will come out of it. Sure enough, came out of it. It's like a blunking horse now. But this is the intuitive part of that age. Knowing what they want to eat, when they want to eat it. They'll tell you they're hungry. They'll tell you what they want to eat. They will also tell you when they're not hungry anymore. How many um, toddlers have you seen pushing bowls away, tipping food on the floor out of their high chair, uh, pushing the spoon away? You know, if you do the aeroplane thing, like, come on, here comes the aeroplane, open wide. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Please tell me you know what I'm talking about. Um, and sometimes that mouth will open because they still want to eat. And other times that mouth is clamped right shut because they do not want to eat any more food. That's intuitive eating. That's intuitive eating. And as we get older, that gets knocked out of us. That uh, that gets replaced with messages from the world around us. We don't come into this world with beliefs around food and beliefs around our bodies, do we? We are shaped, we are molded, we are taught things from the world around us. We are told what good bodies look like, what bad bodies look like. We're taught what food is good for us and what is not good for us. Food is put on moral pedestals, uh, for want of a better term. Healthy, unhealthy, good, bad, um, thin, fat, all these different terms that we associate with food and bodies. So then as time goes on, the intuitive eater gets knocked out of us because we try and eat in a way that is approved of by society. And we start ignoring the intuitive side of us. We start ignoring when we're hungry and when we're full, what we actually want to eat. We start eating when we're told to, uh, eating how much we're told to and trying to shape our bodies to look a certain way. So intuitive eating is getting back to that. It's taking you back to those inbuilt, natural um, ways of eating and being. And there are two incredible women, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, 
who came up with this idea of intuitive eating. Uh, they created this program, for want of a better word, um, that lots of people have adopted and uh, and now underpins other people's work. So there's people like Laura Thomas, who had the London Centre for Intuitive Eating. There's Caroline Duna, who has written... written? <laughs> she wrote the Effort Diet. I won't say it because this is a PC-friendly podcast um, book, which is based around the principles of intuitive eating, but has her own spin on it. I have my membership, the Eat From Within membership, which I have my own three steps for. Um, that's based on the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So there's really wonderful people doing amazing work, trying to take this further kick diet culture to the curb for once and for all. So these wonderful women created these 10 principles, which are essentially 10 steps. That's what they are. 10 steps to help you understand and work through your beliefs, the patterns, uh, the things that you have brought into your life that affects how you eat and how you live. And it's a set of 10 principles that will help you get to a place where no food is out of bounds, where you are appreciative of your body, where you feel better about yourself and you can remove the obstacles and have a better awareness of how you're living around food and your own body confidence. So let me take you through these 10 steps, these 10 principles. Important to note before I go on, that these principles don't have to be done in order, right? There is one that I'll come to that is always left until last, always, and I'll explain why. But on the whole, all of these principles are interchangeable. When you want to focus on them, you can focus on them. And, you know, it's a really, really nice little system, actually. So principle one is rejecting the diet mentality. That is all about letting go of those rules that have been ingrained in you around food, ingrained in you about your body and understanding that you can let go. You will not lose control. You will not lose all grip on reality around food. What it does is it helps to understand how bad diets are for us, uh, the effects that it has on your body, the effects it has on your mental health. And that principle helps you to see it in the world around you. See all of the different things that are affecting your mindset, the way you feel about yourself, the way you eat. And it helps you to let go of all of that. Now, when I said there's one principle, actually, there's two. This one is the one that I think is important to do first. Because if you can't let go of diet mentality, if you can't let go of the real desire to lose weight, then you can't really implement the other principles because you'll always have this idea of wanting to lose weight or wanting to diet, wanting to restrict. So it's really important that principle one comes first so that you can acknowledge diet mentality and then let it go. So that one's really important to do first, actually. It can be really difficult to do that one because... It's everywhere around us. But actually, the more you start to focus on it, the easier it gets, 
the more you see it, the more obvious it is, and the more you hate dieting. (laughs) Uh, But that's principle one, rejecting the diet mentality. Principle two then is honoring your hunger. And that's where we start to understand what hunger is and helping you to understand your body and how it feels when you're hungry and also helping you to teach your body that it's okay and there will always be more food to eat. Maybe right now you don't recognize hunger. Maybe you swing from starving hungry to uncomfortably full. But that's what this principle does. It focuses on your hunger and um, how you recognize it, how it feels for you in your body, because everybody's experience of hunger is very, very different. Principle three is making peace with food. So wouldn't you love to stop wrestling with food? Wouldn't you love to stop having those panic moments where you feel like you just can't stop eating? Um, Wouldn't you love to feel comfortable around all food? Um, Wouldn't you love it if you could just buy food that you could have in the cupboard and not be worried that you were going to not have the willpower or lose control around? That's what this principle is about. So it's understanding and giving yourself unconditional permission to eat anything and everything. And that doesn't just mean go out and binge and have everything in sight. It means that you allow yourself to have any food if that's what you want in the moment. This principle walks you through it. It helps you deal with the feelings that come up around food and it helps you to figure out that you can trust yourself around food. It's all about the permission. It's all about the unconditional permission to eat. Once you really get that, then your approach to food is so different. It's so, so good. This It's really powerful, that one. Principle food is called challenge the food police. Oh my God, those voices in your head, right? They tell you off when you've had a few biscuits. They tell you off when you've had some cake or maybe when you've had that whole pizza or when you've had a big plate of curry and rice and chips and all the sides and trimmings that go with it. All those voices in your head, that's the food police and they are horrible to live with. They never say anything nice. They're always super critical. But you can stop that and you can learn to be kinder to yourself. Those voices also come externally as well. It's not just all in your head. There are lots of messages around us that we would call the food police. So messages in magazines, um, messages on TV, that sort of thing, on social media, all the things that tell us that you should feel guilty or feel bad or want to change yourself. That's all the food police. Um, so this principle is quite nice. It helps you to reframe those thoughts, put new ones in their place and, um, and yeah, let's banish the food police. That's what that principle's about. Principle five is about satisfaction. It's called discover the satisfaction. Usually, if you are working through these principles in order, this is the point where you're ready to start appreciating the joy and the satisfaction in eating. So you have seen where diet mentality is around us. You've learnt about your hunger and how to feel it. You've learned that all food has a place. 
You've learned to get rid of those horrible food police messages. And now you're ready to start appreciating and being satisfied by food. Because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between being hungry and eating to feel full and eating to satisfy you. There's lots of different ways that food satisfies you, um, that eating satisfies you, that your environment when you're eating is satisfying you. And that's what this one, this one is great because this is when you really start to enjoy eating, really, really start to appreciate the, the joy in eating. Principle six is feeling your fullness. And this is about listening to the hunger and fullness signals and understanding when you feel you've eaten enough. And by enough, what I mean is the amount that you feel satisfied from, not the amount you think you should eat. Because this isn't about restriction. It's about understanding when you're comfortably full and knowing that you can eat again later. So when you're eating, you will start to recognize when you're getting full. This, this principle helps you to figure this out because with hunger, as with hunger, fullness isn't always a feeling that you can recognize, especially if you've spent years and years dieting. You have to learn how to feel your hunger and you have to learn how to feel your fullness again. So this principle is about learning to recognize when you feel like you're getting physically full. Um, and then working with that to decide whether you think you should stop eating or not. And this is not about saying, I am full, I must stop. It's about understanding the different levels of fullness and also recognizing that if you decide to stop, it's okay because if you are hungry again soon, you can eat again. And that's not to say that you'll never overeat again once you've mastered this, <laughs> mastered, quote unquote, but it will become an enjoyable choice rather than mindless eating. You will choose whether you push yourself into that point of uncomfortable fullness because you're just having the best meal ever. But this is about recognizing those points, recognizing how full you feel and working with it. Principle seven is cope with your emotions with kindness. This is about understanding emotional eating. Um, emotional eating, restriction, loss of control. We all do it. It won't go away completely because food is so ingrained in our lives, right? Food is so heavily tied to our emotions, good and bad. So you won't ever remove that. But this principle is about knowing that it's there, being able to recognize it and having some tools to be able to deal with the emotion, even if that is still food. But dealing with the emotions so that you know what your eating habits are about and also giving yourself the tools to know that there might be other things that you need as well. It might not be food you need. It might be other things. But this principle is all about understanding emotional eating and working with that for you. Principle eight is respect your body. So as you know, you are unique, you are special, and this is about learning to love that. 
whatever shape or size you are. And by this, by learning to love that, I don't mean that you're going to flick a switch and you're going to go from absolutely hating everything about your body to living your very best, I love myself life, right? It doesn't work like that. And it's unrealistic to expect it to. But this principle is about learning to respect your body, to treat it kindly, to see how special it is, to feel um, comfortable as you are. If you go on to absolutely love your body, then that is incredible and awesome. But this is about learning to acknowledge it, to know that it is what it is, to know that your body doesn't have to change in order to have the best life. It's about learning how to respect your body in lots of different ways and knowing that you can do that and you should do that no matter what shape or size you are. You don't have to lose weight in order to love yourself. You don't have to lose weight in order to be respected by other people. You don't have to lose weight in order to be loved by someone. So this is a great principle for learning to appreciate, there we go, appreciate your body as it is. And um, and to, you know, start living and stop stopping yourself because you're worried about how your body fits into that. Principle nine is a nice kind of uh, addition to principle eight, really. It's movement, joyful movement. And it's about finding ways to be a little bit more active, but ways that make you feel really good. So for some people, they love going all out and killing themselves in the gym. Maybe that's not your bag. For some people, they love dancing and being free and having this lovely flowy movement. For other people, that couldn't be any further from fun if it tried. For some people, their favorite place is on a spin bike. Ugh, that is not for me. I tried it. I tried it once. I hated every minute. I wanted to cry and leave about two minutes in. <laughs> oh, never will I do spin ever again as long as I live. But for some people, that's their jam. Good for you if that's you. It's just not for me. So this principle is all about how you can incorporate movement into your life in a way that feels good. I'm not going to say exercise is not good for you because we know that there are lots of health benefits to having regular movement. There's a whole other episode on this, right? It is episode 14, way back at episode 14. Um, there's an episode on movement, not exercise, because that's the way we need to see it, right? It's about moving in a way that feels good for you, not necessarily feeling the need to exercise because you're told you should. Yeah. So this is a, a really nice principle. It helps you dive into finding out what kind of movement you love, what kind of things you would enjoy, and then how to incorporate that in your life. Because movement is good for you. Exercise, good for you. But let's do it in a way that feels really good. But go back and listen to episode 14 on that one. It's, um, yeah, it'll give you a bit more of an insight into that. It's really good. 
And then principle 10, this is the one that at the beginning I said, I had to wait until last. So there are two principles we we decided, didn't we? That would be principles that you should work on at certain points in time. The first one was the diet mentality, rejecting the diet mentality. And this one, principle 10, is at the end for a very good reason. This one is health through gentle nutrition. Once you've found more peace with your eating and your body, you can then start to consider the health benefits of food. It's about learning to eat nutritious food, things that will contribute to good health and your body functioning well, but also knowing that it won't ruin your health to have a snack, a meal, a drink, something you fancy that isn't so nutritious. And that's what this principle is about. It helps you incorporate nutrition gently. And the reason it's last is because you cannot focus on nutrition if you are still battling dieting. If you are still trying to make peace with food, if you are still trying to figure out your hunger and fullness, if you're still trying to figure out what exercise looks for like for you, you cannot focus on um, nutrition at that point in time. So once you have got to a point where you're comfortable in your intuitive eating, you can start to consider the nutrition side of food. And that's what this principle is about. So that's the 10 principles. You're like, that's a lot. That's a lot of things. 10 principles, that's a lot of things to work on. It definitely is a process that you need to focus on. Some of it might even bring thoughts forward that you didn't realize you'd buried away somewhere. But that's kind of the point. Because if you're just eating to push down feelings, if you're eating in a way that reflects how you've always lived and all the diets you've been on and the messages you received growing up and all that sort of thing, you're never going to escape diet culture. So if thoughts come up for you through this, then that's good because you can deal with them and change them. You can replace those beliefs with new ones. Or you might find that you breeze through it and it's easy because everyone's difficult. Uh, <laughs> everyone's difficult. Everyone's different. That's what I was going to say. You might find it a longer, more difficult process than others. You might find it dead easy. It doesn't matter which one it is for you. The important thing is you're trying. Whichever your journey, you will come out the other end with a much better understanding of your eating habits. You will feel freer. You'll feel like you can handle food more calmly. And whether it's a longer path or whether you pick it up really easy, you just know that with intuitive eating, it's going to be a gentle path. And the whole thing is full of kindness and understanding and compassion for yourself. You'll probably be surprised actually at how quickly you get on board with it and how quickly your eating patterns start to change and your beliefs start to change. It really does free you away from all the diet culture nonsense you'll be loving your body and feeling good about yourself, whatever, in no time. <laughs> so where'd you start? Where'd you go now? Um, this is definitely one to get some proper guidance with. I do not mean you have to go and find big bucks to pay for therapists, but obviously you can do if that helps you, if that's what you like to do, go ahead. But do take a look at my membership. Um, 
Eat From Within condenses those 10 principles, right? It makes it dead easy. It condenses it down to three, just three steps, just three principles, three things to think about. So that's already going to make it easier, isn't it? Um, have a look at the membership. The link is in the show notes. There are group coaching options. Uh, there are self-learning options. There are options where I come in and teach you about something once a month to help you get a better understanding of how intuitive eating works for you and in general and for you know your body confidence and things like that. But do take a look, have a look at the link in the show notes because there's so much in the membership that can help you with your intuitive eating journey. It really, really is there to give you loads of resources, loads of tools and to guide you through it and help you. Um, but also do get the book, do get the intuitive eating book, work through it principle by principle. While I'm here to motivate you and cheer you on, the book is without a doubt a great starting point if you want to start somewhere like a book. Um, but I wish you all the best, whatever you decide to do, I wish you all the best. And I really, really hope I'll see you in the group soon, maybe in the membership. Come join us at a group Q&A session or come join us at a workshop session or just be in the membership and take in the information by yourself. Nobody says that if you're in the uh, the membership, you have to join the sessions. You absolutely don't. There's plenty that you can do in there by yourself and you can have the replays and things of the sessions to, to take on board as well. So um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you in there. I really hope I do. Link is in the show notes.